0: 2024 schedules have been released for the SEC. We know exactly what the order of the game's going to be, what the dates are going to be. And let's talk about how this plays out for the Auburn Tigers and kind of tease to see how Auburn fared versus the rest of the SEC. This is the Auburn Daily Show. It's your host, Alex, better known on the socials as at Memes. Find me there on Twitter and Instagram. We got with us back, as always, our guy, Andrew Stefaniak, Ryder. For AuburnDaily.com, amongst many other things, a man of many, many talents. Andrew, welcome to the show today. And I think we want to, we're going to jump right into the schedule. And it's perfect because we talked about year two under Hugh Freeze on our episode last week. And we, you know, we teased, all right, we're going to kind of follow up when the schedule comes out. So it worked out very, very well. And I think it really kind of continues the conversation from that last episode. So if you have not heard that episode and you're listening to this one, go back and listen to that because like I said this is almost like the part two of that discussion so let's jump right on into the schedule Andrew get right into this and we're looking at August 31st Alabama opens up Alabama Auburn opens up with Alabama a 5 home games in a row is what I'm looking at right there that's the first thing that jumps out to me on the schedule when you're checking out the schedule what's the first thing that jumps out to you
1: you know I think one thing that needs to be discussed a little bit, not really schedule wise, but just like you got a couple bye weeks, and I say what you want. You got a bye week bef- after the Georgia game and before the Missouri and Kentucky game. Which what did we say last week? I, I don't think we knew that. We didn't know the dates on those games, but we knew that Missouri and Kentucky would be swing games. You had you know swing games for this schedule. Now we know those are back-to-back games. So that right there is a tough stretch. Georgia, um, at Georgia, at Missouri, at Kentucky. No question that's a gauntlet right there. But you have a bye week in the middle. It gives you a chance. Let's say you go to Georgia and they beat up on you a little bit. We're all obviously hoping that doesn't happen, but let's say that does happen. You get a bye week, get healthy, and then try and steal one against Missouri or against Kentucky. I think that's kind of what stands out to me is, is that's a tough stretch, but it's nice that you have a bye week kind of mixed in in the middle. And then, you know, you play Vandy after Kentucky, you have a bye week, and then Louisiana Monroe, A&M, and Alabama. So you have another one to kind of get yourself healthy for that final uh, two-game stretch with the Aggies and the Crimson Tide. But that's what stood out to me immediately, bam, was that bye week after the Georgia game and before the, the Missouri and Kentucky games. I think that's going to help this team out.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that the way that the schedule's played out that they ended up getting two by weeks was that did, is that just the way that the Saturdays line up with the schedule? Did that have to do with the new scheduling they came out with? Did you have any information on why that was? Well,
1: this is what I was thinking. Didn't this season open on like September 3rd, right? Like it was September 3rd was game 1. I think it's I mean August 31st, I think they're starting the college football season a little early. If I'm off on that, tell me.
0: Yeah, uh, September 2nd was the first game this this season.
1: This is where I'm confused, okay? You got to help me do math here because that is – you said a man (laughs) of many talents, which I appreciate, but math is not one of them. So, I mean, November 30th, around Thanksgiving is always when the Iron Bowl is. You know, it's Thanksgiving. and Now, I don't know what day Thanksgiving falls on next year, but I can tell you – with my handy map, um, maps calendar, in about five seconds. Say so right now, Thanksgiving falls on tw- uh, the 28th next year. Thanksgiving's not a holiday on the same day every year, is it? I'm not trying to sound like a moron today, and it sounds like I'm on the way to doing that. But <laughs> um, so, the, so basically, that you know, we've like I said, it's always around Thanksgiving. So that's on the 30th, like it normally is, or you know, always around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was the 28th. I don't understand where this week is coming from. Like, are you, are you with me on that? Are you see? am I, am I like not understanding something?
0: Yeah, no, I, I'll have to look back. Cause I know historically it doesn't go that and I know they are starting to do more week zero stuff. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting layout of just all the little technicalities of schedule changes. So that will have to be one we'll poke around a little bit more, but regardless, yeah. It is what it is right here, and I think you're right. You've got two buys in the middle, which could be huge for guys getting healthy. And then how it plays out. So let's just kind of look at – let's just look at all this goes. And I, I'm trying to look back at it because because I know we had discussed that Auburn had lost a – they lost a the pay game, and I guess they got it back. So I'm trying to see which one was that. Maybe that was was it? Uh, Louisiana Monroe they added on there, because I remember for a while Auburn was sitting at 11 games, like they hadn't finalized that last pay game yet.
1: Well, um, oh, I mean we knew we played New Mexico because it was the whole conversation about oh are they got hired last week. We knew they good. we were playing Cal, so it was either Alabama AM and M or uh, Louisiana Monroe. It was one of those two.
0: Maybe it was Alabama A and M that they added because that one doesn't sound as familiar. We'll, we'll try to. I'll try to peek through that for the. I think it was over. too.
1: If I had to guess, I think it was Alabama A and M.
0: So, gonna start <clears throat> probably a hot game, the August thirty first game, and uh, we'll see what time these games end up playing out. Hopefully, that cow game will be at night. So, what I'm looking at here, and this is just gonna sound like a, as a silly way to saying it, but your your best weather or sorry, your worst weather game, starting out with those five in a row, how it was in the 2022 season, <clears throat> Auburn had a similar stretch like that. And it's kind of how things play out. It's got it's, a little bit of similarities there. But start with Alabama a and I think that should be a healthy win there. Cal, I, I think Auburn really has the chance of going 4-0, and rolling into that Oklahoma game. I yeah. said, the only part that stinks there is those games are probably going to be hot. And then, as we would say, the best weather of the year, that month of October, which is absolutely bonkers if you look at it. Auburn will not play a single game in Jordan-Hare Stadium in the month of October. That kind of stinks. So, between Georgia away, the bye week, and then Missouri and Kentucky away, the next home game they will be will be November 2nd versus Vanderbilt. So. Let's just kind of let's just kind of divide the schedule up here, and cut it in close to thirds as we can here. So you've got the first start here, <clears throat> or really, what do you? I'll just look at it in months. So we'll yeah, say months, September. Well, we'll we'll loop that thirty first. We'll lump that thirty first game in there. Like I said, you've got those first. You got those first five, all mm-hmm. at home. I think Auburn. I think your first four Auburn really should win all four of those, and then that Oklahoma game. You circle it. it's going to be the biggest game of the year. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit cooler late September, and Oklahoma's coming in town. That is going to be an absolutely electric matchup. And then, God willing, if you roll into Georgia away going five and zero, oh, I'm not still saying you go beat Georgia, but it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time to be an Auburn fan. What do you think about that first month of September?
1: You know, I I don't think this Auburn team will have any issue with Cal frankly i right. think the, and at home so you, i mean you eliminate the 2300 miles whatever so you start teasing 3 and 0 arkansas the only thing you could try and talk me into with arkansas is well what about Petrino? it's the only thing you could – i think that that's a good hire for them um I, in the fact that i think he's a really good coach um not the not the greatest guy <laughs> but good coach so i i you could talk me into Arkansas being a better football team next year, but I don't think you could talk me into them beating Auburn and Jordan in Harris. So I, I see four and O as well. And one thing I well, you know, and this is that time of season, you know, in media where it's that funny part of the year where, you know, when you get to the start of the season, you know everybody's starting quarterback. You know everybody with Gabriel leaving. I don't know what Oklahoma's quarterback situation is going to look like next year. Um, And, I mean, that's something we will know at some point. I just haven't, you know, with with them joining the SEC, I haven't done much digging on it. But I will tell you this. I did see on Twitter that Oklahoma's lost, like, their – I don't know if you saw this, their, their, like, entire offensive line to the portal. So
0: I haven't haven't followed that. Excuse me. And I think what's going to be really interesting is with signing day and portal season, there being just so many windows of that, you know, pre-spring, post-spring, summer, fall that all of these matchups, I mean, you could do basically every quarter of the year between now and the beginning of football season next year. I mean, you could do a schedule preview and just yeah. looking at these teams' rosters. And I think almost every single one of those episodes would be changing because you might mm-hmm. have guys come in the spring. You might have guys leave in the spring. You might have somebody get hurt. You might have a random position group or player or quarterback, just rise of the ranks to nowhere. And so it's really kind of hard to see because, as you said, as we said right now, they lost a bunch of guys, but we don't know who's bringing in to replace exactly. them. So there's a whole bunch of factors there. But, I mean, if they're losing guys that produce from an opponent's standpoint, you're looking at that and saying, well, it's, it's got to be a good thing for Auburn. So yeah. just cross our fingers and hope that uh, things don't go in Venable's favor because that would be a huge – and I know we said it last week, but I think that is one of the biggest statement wins you can get for next year and mm-hmm. that's why i think that is honestly probably the most important game of the season just in the sense of it's your they're coming to the sec they're coming at home it's the most winnable game kind of mentioned to hugh freeze has got to shake that monkey off his back with new mexico state you need to get a big time win to make people kind of forget about those losses and really say hey we're getting there because auburn didn't have that big time win yet hugh freeze is still yeah. waiting on his big time win to kind of you know Drive the drive the, the stake of the flag into the foundation saying, you know, this is my house now. And that, I still think that could be Oklahoma. Now you could f- potentially face a highly ranked Missouri. And of course you beat Alabama, Georgia. That's awesome. Maybe a down a and I don't know what's going to do it. Locking in. I'm saying beat Oklahoma game of the year.
1: I agree with that. And I think if you beat Oklahoma, I think 9 wins is on the if you beat Oklahoma, I think if you beat Oklahoma 9 wins is on the table. And I'll t- I mean I'll tell you why cuz that means you start 5 and 0. I don't think you beat Georgia. I don't think you beat Bama. on the road. If it was in Hair, we would, you know, have a different conversation. Um I, and I, and I and I think that you go 1 and 2 in Missouri and Kentucky. I don't think I think A&M will surprise some people. I I don't think they'll win that game in Hair. And then obviously you beat Louisiana Monroe and vandy so i think if you beat oklahoma nine wins is on the table and that's just based on my understanding of these football teams where we're at right now like you just said which is a great point it's all going to change what if missouri brings in cam ward i mean that's not those names aren't associated i'm just saying like you know what i a mean what like, if a what we're if still in the of portal
0: season so rosters can be there's no telling how it can look over the next month
1: Exactly. Like Kentucky's done a good job in the portal. Missouri's doing a good job in the portal right now. Both of those teams. But yeah, because Kentucky got Vandergriff, right? Yeah, Kentucky got Vandergriff.
0: So then you never know: will he be good? Will he be a bust? Like there's exactly. all these different. So we've never seen him play. Right. So it's one of those deals where if you're getting word and eight, oh, he's lighting it up in springtime. Then maybe you're circling that Kentucky game and saying, all right, he's living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're here and he might not start then you're kind of licking your chops looking at that Kentucky game and saying, all right, we got a, we got a, we got a road win here. So it's exciting and it's, it's interesting because I'm I'm still just like kind of like where's Ole Miss where's LSU that hasn't yeah. really sunk in yet. But I think as far as the strategy goes, that's where we're at there. Now for the month of October, that's going to be a tough stretch. Cause let's just say Auburn goes five or four and one, the first part. And then for the month of October, you'll have three games. Probably going to say you're going to start with a loss with Georgia. Just there's no way you can not say that with the scope of things as they sit right now. Missouri's going to be really interesting. I mean, they're good, and from my understanding, I haven't looked too too much into it, but I've uh, I need to talk to some Missouri people. I think they're going to have some people coming back.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question about that while you move on just on this topic. I talked about this on my show today about a And M. Is Missouri um, the Macarena? Are they a one hit wonder? Or do you think this is sustainable? I think it's a great it's it's a it's a really big conversation for Auburn's twenty twenty four season. In my, in my opinion,
0: I was wondering where you're going with that Macarena reference, but thank you. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I don't know. I mean that that'll be that'll be the thing to see. There is it one of those things where they snuck up on everybody because they were so bad the year before, and they just had the right pieces that just flash in a pan, or is it actually Drinkwitz is establishing something? And Mm -hmm. it it may be too soon to tell. I like where that game is in the season, because by that point, I think we're going to know what that Missouri team is made out of. So I'm glad that that game is where it is versus maybe earlier in the season, like where, say, Arkansas is or even New Mexico. So I don't hate that positioning. And I'm glad that there's a bye week right there before that. So that could actually shake out really well for Auburn, because that Missouri game is one that definitely has me nervous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: of course, you know, at Kentucky, those are both pretty good treks for this team. I mean, you're going all the way up to Manhattan, you're going all the way up to Lexington week after week. I mean, that's a lot of traveling. So sometimes I can, you know, kind of mess with the guys rhythm and groove, but I mean, Kentucky's no slouch, but I think I'm going to say the same thing with Kentucky kind of like Missouri. I mean, Kentucky, I mean, Stoops has raised the floor of that program a lot. I think that is at a good, good time of the year. Now I know, uh, Lance Stall, of Auburn Daily put out a column that he did not like how the schedule played out as far as uh, the dominoes and where it laid. I personally like them to have a little bit more. I don't love how it's like all home, all away, all home. Like, I don't really. It's nice to have a little bit more of a spread, but, you know, schedules do different things all the time. So it just is what it is. But. I. I'm going to say at this point right now, I think it would be great if you could win two of the three. got to come out with at least one of those. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you lose to Oklahoma, you lose to Georgia, you lose to Missouri, you're sitting at three losses right there. I think we feel – before I get too far to November, how do you feel about that shakeout for the month of October?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't think you beat Georgia. I think a lot of it is still to be seen – I'll tell you this. If in eight months we sit down to talk, I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn went two and three in that stretch or um, went two and one in that stretch with wins over Missouri and Kentucky. I am right now staking my claim to the Missouri was a one hit wonder. And if I'm wrong, okay. I will, I'll wear a t-shirt. That's whatever. That's fine. I'm willing to accept it. i I will wear a Missouri t-shirt, whatever. But um, you know, Kentucky, I live here. I cover Kentucky. I, I think Auburn beats Kentucky in Lexington. Um, okay. Uh, Missouri, that's the one that is a real question to me. And I've, I, like I said, I don't it, – it's just a gut feeling. It's nothing I know. It's nothing – you know, it, it's – I just have a feeling this Missouri team is going to be a one-hit wonder. Now, will they be okay next? I'm not saying they're going to win four games. I'm saying – I don't think they're going to be like a top ten team next year. I think that right. it's their team that Auburn, where they'll where they will be at next season, can beat on the road.
0: Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think that's going to be a we could very much easily get into the season where I change the tone and say, you know what, minus Georgia, we're winning out the month of October. I mean, or mm-hmm. I could feel completely terrified of those games. It's it's that is the most right now. I feel pretty solid with Arkansas. I don't I don't think Pittman's long for this world. I, I and we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with Oklahoma and the portal and things moving. And let's move to November here. And then we're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about some of the rest of the SEC. So <clears throat> if I'd like, now that I'm looking at this, I really like how November plays out. Cause you got Vanderbilt, you have a bye week and then you have La Monroe. So hear yeah. me out on this. Auburn's beating Vanderbilt at home. We're not, not, yeah. not a question done. Auburn, Auburn is not Hugh Freeze. Sorry. That was stupid. Auburn is not Alabama. Hugh Freeze is not doing what Nick Saban did. They're going to beat La Monroe. I want them to kind of take this as like a revenge game because I think it's like it's almost ironic that almost a year before – or sorry, almost a year later from Hugh Freeze's worst loss and Auburn's worst loss probably since 1950 that uh, was obviously being compared to La Monroe and Saban at Alabama year one. There's a lot of odd correlations. Then Auburn has them on the schedule. But anyway, they're not losing that one again. They're not going to lay the egg. I'm feeling good about it. Vanderbilt, bye week, La Monroe, and hear me out on this. Why this shakes out good is because between that stretch of Arkansas to Kentucky, you're going to have a lot of physical football in there. The deal there is there's not there's not a whole lot of sugar in that stretch. I mean, even you look at Kentucky historically. Well, this isn't Kentucky historically. This is a physical Kentucky team, especially yeah, in the trenches. Mark Stoops. Yeah, I mean they 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 kind of got that they're in they're kind of knocking on the door Big Ten territory and they got some of them they got some of those big boys down there so they play a little bit of that Big Ten style down low so you're going to be you know you're going to be fighting them so the deal is there is likely in that stretch of football heat of SEC schedule we're going to have some guys get banged up that is the mm-hmm. nature of the sport well what happens when you have a healthier team versus your A and M's and Alabama's you feel a lot better going into it. I think after that Kentucky game between Vanderbilt, a bye week and La Monroe, very similar to kind of what happened with Keontae Scott this past season. That is a good stretch that you can rest guys up. If you've got a key guy, you probably aren't going to need him to beat Vanderbilt. You better not need him to beat La Monroe. And of course, you got the bye week in there. So that is that is nearly after that Kentucky game. That is almost an entire month that you could potentially rest some key position guys without really having to be scared that, oh, no, we might lose the game if they're not in here why that why that timing is key because you've got a very big game with AM and then a very big game with Alabama. And why I'm circling that AM game is I think that is a next well, I think that is almost your next most important game on the schedule because that is another big time game that you should be able to win at home, Get the monkey off your back of this going back and forth deals to the AM. He took their guy Cam Coleman, beat him up on the field, gotta kick AM while they're down. And that's a big thing for Auburn to try to do right there with this game being at home. Last year against a and was pretty ugly. Beat them, beat them solidly. Don't have an ugly game, and then just roll into Alabama and just do what you do. Try to try to make it. Try to make it crazy as it always is, no matter where the game is. And like I said, hopefully on that stretch you can be healthy. So I'm feeling like you win Vanderbilt, Lowndesboro, a and and of course I'm not going to say in good faith that Auburn beats alabama if they do it just how it plays out that's an eight and four year could be pretty solid mix that with the recruiting momentum that's going on i think you feel really really good going into 2025 i disagree with lance i don't think the schedule played out horribly for auburn at all it's just kind of weird how it clumps home and away like it does but that's the nature of the beast to close it out for the segment of auburn schedule then we'll get into the next part andrew how do you feel about the month of november for the tigers
1: yeah, well, I agree with you. I don't agree with Lance on his take on the schedule. Like you said, um, I love Lance, obviously, but no, I, it was I, um, a column.
0: It was a column, just to let everybody know, it was an opinion piece. Yes, he, he um, wrote his opinion. We're yes. just giving ours.
1: <laughs> yes, and <clears throat> uh, so I a little bit, um, like I said, disagree with him. Um, not just in the fact that I, I look at the schedule and I, I think it's very manageable. To be honest with you, I like, like you said, you go through your tough. Every schedule has a tough stretch. You go through your tough stretch, but then Vandy, bye week, Louisiana Monroe, get healthy for two of your most important games of the year in Texas and in Alabama. I like the bye week before Missouri and Kentucky. I really think it kind of sh- uh, shapes out nice for this team. But month of um, November, I think they beat Louisiana Monroe. I think they beat a and I-, I think that that one could be sneaky. Um, I think that's going to be a real rock fight close into the fourth quarter football game but I think yeah, it's not, that's that's any-
0: not a, a that's not a gimme game by any means yeah. but that's one that Auburn after Oklahoma I think that's your most that's your second most agreed. important game of the year that you need obviously like I said if you beat Alabama and Georgia that's great but are you are you agreed. really looking to say yeah no that I think am is one that should be obtainable and that's when you got a circle
1: agreed and then I think you lose Alabama but I think that's eight and four with a chance at nine and three yeah and a bowl win and you're going, and you got to remember, nine and three is one win away from the college football playoff. Yep. ten and two gets you. And as an SEC school, if you're ten and two, you're in the twelve team college football playoff. Yeah, if you're so,
0: ten and two, and your two losses are to Alabama and Georgia, who are probably going to be top seven I mean, Georgia or Alabama. I mean, top seven at worst for both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Auburn, Auburn's probably floating right around there at the twelve mark. I mean, they're they're probably scooting in there.
1: So that's what unless I'm
0: saying. Uh, unless there's some crap where the playoff committees and we don't know how this will be. So there may be oh, oh well they've already played two playoff teams. They don't need you know. Th- this could be this could also set up perfectly for Auburn to get Florida Stated and or Auburn again and get out. And so that we could uh, honestly be setting ourselves up for heartbreak with that. Wouldn't that just be an incredible way that Auburn breaks the twelve team playoffs year one? But you're right. I, it, but taking all those factors aside, one win away as long as Hugh Freeze has got his eyes on the prize in that direction, we're feeling really good.
1: Yeah. With 2025, that's when your schedule kind of flips to the more home oriented games with your more difficult opponents. You're going to have your 2024 guys. You're going to be sophomores, more developed. I I think that I am eyeing 2025 as the year I am stoked about with next year being a year, Hey, let's go eight and four or win a ball game or nine and three, win a ball game. And then 2025, People should be. Yeah, it should cost you seventeen hundred bucks to get an adjourned hair in twenty twenty five.
0: And we have no idea how that schedule, uh, how that schedule will look for twenty twenty five because the SEC hadn't announced it. Yeah. So big stuff. Let's close this out by looking around the rest of the SEC. So, um, just just spitball me one team. Who do you think has the hardest schedule
1: in the SEC? I I I, I haven't looked at them all. I don't know how you te- you can look at this and say Florida has doesn't have the hard right. schedule.
0: So they I, I would I would totally agree with you. And if I was for the schedule, you know what I would absolutely need to do in a place I would want to go to just maybe blow some steam off from the schedule?
1: Uh Opalica Rage room?
0: I was it, absolutely I think Billy and the boys need to grab a charter bus. They need to drive up to Opelika, and they need to break a whole bunch of stuff because this is gonna be a tough schedule. They need to get their minds right. It's gonna be a slug fest. So what better way to get If they're angry, they need to play angry. If they're going to play angry, they might win some of these tough games they got there because they got a lot of tough ones. And there's no better place to get your mind ready for a tough schedule, whether you're a fan or you're a player or you're a coach or whoever, than going to Opelika Rage Room. Of course, you know if you're in the Auburn area, it's a lot closer. But hey, you know what? All other SEC schools are welcome to come by there. There's no exclusions. They welcome everybody. But yes. Players, fans, go check them out. Get to break a whole bunch of stuff. It is holiday season. It's a great time to celebrate with your friends and family. You can have big work parties there, whatever it is. This is the time to, you know, holidays can be stressful too. Everyone's like, oh, it's fun. No, it's stressful. If you got some of that stress, go blow it out. No better way to do it than with friends, families, coworkers. Great first date. Sometimes maybe just need to blow some steam out alone and play some loud music. Whatever they got it all. Opalica Rage Room, located just outside downtown Opalica. I would gear, I would bet it's probably if you left Jordan here, like turned out from the state, it's probably a 10-minute drive. If you hit the red lights, don't hit rush hour traffic. Of course, if you're in the Birmingham area, they have a second location there. Birmingham Rage Room, all the same stuff. Make sure to check them out on their website and respective social medias at Birmingham Rage Room or Birmingham room.com at Opalica Rage Room, Opalaga Room.com. Book online there. Go check them out. want to thank them for sponsoring the show. Of course, you know, local businesses love that. Appreciate them for doing that so much. And, of course, tell them you heard about this ad on the show. They will get you some free stuff, maybe like a big bucket of bottles, maybe windshield, who knows, they'll hook you up. All right. Yes, Florida has got a really tough schedule. And I agree with you. I think that might be the toughest one. I hate that for Billy Napier because there's Auburn has got Waller. There's rumors that they might be poaching some other guys in the class. That recruiting class that Billy Napier had had, that was really kind of the glue holding him to the foundation, is kind of coming apart. You got this really tough year two schedule here. That is not playing out too, too well. I mean, good Lord, you got Gus as as an away, or I guess they got him at home, but UCF, that's not like an easy pay game. You've got Miami and you've got Florida State on there, plus a full loaded gauntlet with Texas, LSU, Georgia. (laughs) And at Tennessee, and,
1: I hadn't I mean, even looked at that. I hadn't looked at the fact that their that their, um, you know, non conference games are Miami, UCF, and Florida State. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> they might Absolutely. go one and eleven.
0: Yeah, I mean I, that, mean, I I don't I don't see how Billy just with that schedule and what's going on all the recruiting survives it. It's a t- that's a really tough draw for Florida there. But you know what? That's what makes football fun. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. they do get through it, and we look. Oh my gosh you know, the, the comeback story of the year, another article kind of peek at too here is Missouri. Cause we kind of talked about what are they going to look like now? Missouri has got a similar situation with Auburn. They start off Murray state, Buffalo, Boston college, Vanderbilt, then a bye week So they're probably going to, I think it is safe to say that, you know, they're going to be going into October. They have a bye week in there, but they'll, they'll be going in to the A&M game at A&M with five wins. So they'll probably be ranked fairly high if they continue okay. the momentum from the season. Then they've got UMass. So that probably means they're either going into that Auburn game undefeated or one loss to Texas A&M, very likely. So that's going to be a... If Auburn can... I mean, shoot, if Auburn somehow beats Oklahoma and they've got one loss to Georgia, I mean, that could be an exciting game. could be game way Midway day. through the season. Yeah, that could be a... That could be a big time. Oh, yeah. God oh, now, I'll say if Auburn, if Auburn and Missouri or sorry, if Auburn and Missouri both undefeated, that yeah, 100 percent Mark that down for game day. And then after that, it gets a little bit tougher for Missouri. They've got at Alabama, then Oklahoma, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Arkansas. So really the schedule for Missouri is not too, too bad. So if they lose, let's just say they lost to AM, Auburn, Alabama, Oklahoma. I mean, they could still pro- I think they could easily pull off eight and four as their floor. So I think, I think Missouri's going to be all right here. Uh, not going to look at Vandy's schedule too hard because you know what? Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. This is going to happen. Now you do cover the Aggies. Uh, just give us kind of a creep, a, br- a brief, a brief a summary of how you think it's going to look for land under the new first year head coach. And a lot of changes going on down there.
1: I think they have the easiest schedule in the SEC Um, mm-hmm. to be brutally honest with you. You think I think mean,
0: even are er, er, easier than Missouri's because they do have Notre Dame they start the, the year with.
1: I, I'm one of those guys that thinks Notre Dame is just overhyped every year. Okay, just, you know they're they're Notre Dame. Like yeah, they're going to go eight and four, nine and three. They're going to be a top ten team. And then you know I, I think I, I I've talked about I think that I mean you I think you beat McNeese State, you beat Florida on the road, you beat Bowling Green, you beat Arkansas. I think they beat Missouri at home. They beat Mississippi State on the road. They beat South Carolina on the road. They beat New Mexico State, which is a little – I got to talk to them on my show. I was like, well, we should calm down on the New Mexico State. That team's pretty good, I've heard. Um, But LSU, once again, I mean, we don't don't know what that offense is going to look like next year. And all this is just based off projections. But their most difficult games are LSU, Texas, Notre Dame, and Missouri. And all Mm -hmm. those games are are at home. So – you know if you go you go you win two of them you can win 10 games i mean is that going to happen i don't think so i think and I, I think that auburn is their most difficult road game i think that auburn could beat them but i think they've got a floor of 7 and 5 8 and uh, uh, of 8 and 4 7 to 5 and a ceiling of i think they can win 11 games um just based on my knowledge of this team people are going to say that's crazy which i've gotten all day and that's okay but no, I think Texas A&M got a good got dealt a good hand.
0: And here's a, here's another one. I'm trying to focus more on Auburn opponents here, but here's a very odd one: is Georgia only has three home SEC games? Just the yeah. way that the dominoes fall out of Auburn, Mississippi State, and Tennessee, because they played uh, obviously Florida on neutral site, and then the rest of them: Kentucky, Alabama, Ole Miss. I say Texas. They're all away, and they have Clemson in Atlanta. So Georgia's kind of got a weird one there, but I think Georgia's still going to be fine and still proven. Otherwise, we're not going to write Georgia out of the Tough mix. schedule
1: for them, though. It ain't a cupcake schedule for the dogs no more. Going to Austin, going to um, Tuscaloosa, I mean, that's not a fun stretch there.
0: Yeah, Arkansas plays Oklahoma State on the road at game two, so – They'll probably at least. I don't know if Arkansas is going to win that one. That's kind of, that'll, that'll be an interesting game to say the least. Yeah. But like I said, Auburn will probably knock them down early. I think Arkansas is going to have a tough stretch because they have Auburn, AM, Tennessee, bye week, LSU, the Mississippi State Ole Miss, Texas. <laughs> I just, I don't know if, I don't know if Pittman's going to be able to survive that schedule there. And then, of course, um, you know, Alabama. Uh, they, there's a little bit more mixed with home and away. They've got a good balance they've, they got to go and they got to play at Wisconsin. They'll get South Florida back at home. Then Georgia at home. We're going to probably get that game of the century garbage stuff again. Hopefully that game just is awful. Like I want that <laughs> just to be the, the most boring. I want that to be a three, two, just every like, I mean, exactly what LSU was in 2011. I mean, that's just going to be like, a it, it there'll no. be more hype for that game. I mean, people are going to start talking about that game here and like, They already are, what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that'll just be horrifically annoying. I don't think this one shakes out good or bad for Alabama. I think this one's just kind of fairly neutral. Alabama's Alabama. They just do their thing. But if you're looking at losses there, I mean, you obviously got to circle that Georgia game. and That Wisconsin game might be a trap game. At Tennessee, rivalry game. We'll see how good Missouri ends up being at LSU. That could also be a tough one. And then uh, at Oklahoma and Auburn. So I don't know. Maybe looking back, this could be a little bit uh, shakier for the tide, just depending upon how it goes on for them. And then, uh, of course, uh, Kentucky, they start with a good home stretch and trying to see what I think they may be coming at Auburn. They'll probably have, let's see, definitely losing to Georgia, probably losing to Ole Miss. I don't know. I mean, Kentucky. Kentucky legitimately could potentially have five losses coming to Auburn or two. Yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a kind of a weird one. I, I like kind of observing these matchups to see, okay, what might it look like for this team from a record, from a psyche-wise kind of as they match up with Auburn because all these, all these chains are inter inter intertwined. But don't even have to look at LSU because Auburn didn't play them. But that's kind of all I got for kind of my grab observations from um the sec especially teams that auburn faces up with anything else from the sec standings that you or sec current uh schedules that you see that grabs your eye with any team
1: no but i mean it's definitely it is funny looking at like florida got a horrible draw i think draw. i think um missouri got a good draw i think auburn got a middle of the road draw it's not i think auburn
0: i I think it's middle of the road for sure yeah
1: and so i'm not upset about it in any way um I think, you know, Georgia, I mean, having to go to Austin is not something I would want to do of, you know, since everybody's playing either Oklahoma or Texas, I would not be want to be one of the teams going to Austin. Kentucky has to go to Austin. Um, We said Georgia has to go to Austin. No, thank you. Please. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. And Auburn gets Oklahoma at home, which I think is the best of that situation having to play Georgia and Bama, you know, obviously that's just, yeah, but that's just part of being an Auburn fan. Um, I like playing, I like beating the best. Um, So that's kind of my thoughts there, but no, I'm definitely not upset with it.
0: Yeah. I really wish we could somehow get it right to where those games alternate like they did pre 2012 to where you have one on the road and one at home. Because I mean, it just, it really stinks when you're just like, Oh, they're both away. (laughs) Like, at least if you've got one of them at home, you can kind of be like, all right, you know, maybe something crazy can happen.
1: But yeah, when they're just, both on the road... You cross the season off. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, your history history is not kind because you haven't beaten one of them since 2010 on the road there, and you had not beaten the other since 2006. Yeah. So, I mean, we are knocking on the 20-year mark from a win in Athens, which is getting pretty dang close to what it was for LSU. So, who knows? I mean, maybe... Maybe we need to get Brian Harson to come back and just coach one game with Bo Nix, and uh, yeah. yeah, get him, get Harson Bo Nix, and uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Fromm to run it back one last time.
1: That play was so, awesome. I'll yeah,
0: never no, that. that that will that will just and there were a lot of people at least like you know what say what you will about Tyler Fromm he did give us this one uh, incredible moment that will live in Auburn history forever. So that was probably so the
1: best play of Bo Nix's career. I mean, you could really argue that.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least his Auburn career. I don't know. I don't know what he really did. Oregon, that would have been like career defining. But yeah, I mean, that would that would have to be. I mean, that would have to be pretty high up there because I mean, yeah. of what the game, what that play meant for what it, what the play meant, not only just to beat that team, but to get that monkey off your back. You know, I could also, I mean, you could also argue too that the throw to Seth Williams against Oregon, but he'd had a few. But yeah, it's it's definitely up there. So yeah. Well, that's going to wrap us up for SEC. And I guess I should, let's get this order right. For Auburn scheduled talk, along with a little bit of SEC. It's going to be incredibly interesting to see how this plays out. And of course, as things go with the portal and into spring practice, the outlook for these games is going to change. This is the earliest in the first, because like I said, this just announced last night. So we are excited to talk about it. we to be even more excited to see how it plays out and to talk about the changes that will take place over the next few months till we get into the season want to thank Andrew for joining us as he does always great conversations here a lot to look forward to and you know we're eyeballing the season next year but you know what we are in the heat of portal season so there's going to be tons more stories to check out there make sure to check out auburndaily.com the socials and everything we got going on here on the YouTube and the podcast. Of course, you just heard the Top Button Podcast with Charlie Five. There's a great breakdown of Portal season. We had another episode that launched with us yesterday, too, with Pat Barnes. Talks a ton about Portal stuff as well. That is what to keep the eyes on. want to thank everybody for doing it. Of course, like, subscribe, follow the show, do all that jazz. Check Andrew out, at Andrew Stefaniak, on his socials. And that is going to wrap us up for the show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back at you with another episode here really soon.